Welcome to We Got Something to Say. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm Lee Mims, Lee Mims Productions. And I want to also point you into another direction if you're happy with what you've been hearing. You can follow me outside of the podcast. There's plenty going on. Follow me on Facebook at Lee Mims Productions page. You can follow me on Instagram at Lee Mims Productions. If you're on YouTube, type in the search engine Lee Mims. And if you're interested in literature that aligns with what you've been hearing on the podcast, there is a book entitled 365 Days of Happiness Through Preparation, Perception, and People. I want to say to you one more time, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, love, happiness, and music to you. Hi, guys. We're back again for another episode of The Creamy and Lee Show. On today's episode, we will be talking about... Death. Uh, We always talk about life, but death is a part of life. It's uh, something that we have to accept. Sometimes we don't understand it, but we don't understand it, but it definitely is something we need to accept that is a part of life. According to psychcentral.com the five stages of grief and loss, and this is what we're going to be talking about, is denial and isolation number two is anger number three is bargaining number four is depression, number five is acceptance now people who are grieving do not always go through all the stages um or do they go through them in the same order as what I read to you? But these are definitely um, stages where someone is dealing with death. Um, well, maybe we'll just go through uh, each um, phase and just give a little bit of you know our opinion or um, on on it. The denial and isolation to me usually comes well when I've had to deal with it within the first. Um, maybe a few hours of getting that information because your brain is processing whether it's uh, someone older or younger like <laughs> it doesn't really matter somebody can be like 198 years old and you would still be shocked and like it wasn't their time to go or you know I don't understand or well, let me just get a minute to myself to try to understand what's going on um, so to me, in my personal experience, the, the denial and isolation usually comes in the first stage, the first understanding of a person being, um, leaving us from this planet. The second stage would be anger. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yes, anger, um, for us, we have experienced death more than one time in our lives unfortunately um and anger is definitely one of the things for some people it comes right away for some people it comes years later or months later and anger is when you say things like why did this person have to leave me you know why did somebody do whatever they did to hurt them you know stuff like cancer is like a big thing 
you know you just get so angry like you know why can't they find a cure for it or you know sometimes we uh, get upset or get angry with our spiritual or whoever we uh, believe in and we say you know why would they let this happen uh, or sometimes why did somebody make a decision to let this person go before they're and I don't feel like they should have and a lot of times the anger can sometimes spill out onto the people who are alive around you right and not so much so that maybe you are angry directly at a person but your anger if not controlled can make someone else feel um, very uncomfortable well that goes into the third stage that um, they say everybody does not go through all these stages but these are the most you know recognizable stages and the other one is bargaining which she touched on you know um, basically and she's touched on it talking about the spiritual deity as denoted at the same website that I, that I was looking at um, psychocentral.com it was saying that this is the normal reaction when we're talking about bargaining to feelings of helplessness and vulnerability usually thoughts like if we only had sought medical attention sooner if only we got a second opinion from another doctor if we only had to try to uh, be a better person towards that person like a lot of times we think you know whether it's a person going through you know something toward the end of their lifespan as far as age um, you know we should have spent more time with so-and-so yes you know you know maybe if maybe if her kids hadn't have been this way she would have lived longer and if we wouldn't have stressed her out stressed him out or you know and like i said like one of the ones like one of the most famous ones we should have found this out sooner we should have went is, to a better doctor it's equivalent to guilt like guilt that yes. accompanies the same situation Go ahead. I, I wasn't trying to steal your thunder there, but I was just... No, I was about you know, to say the same to, thing wanted, along with what he was saying about the guilt. You know, guilt can literally kill you, you know, of holding on to guilt that I should have did better. I should have known. I should have checked on that person. You know, so many times people are found in homes, passed away in maybe a week or two because, you know, everybody has a life and they was busy and you feel the guilt like, I should have called more. If it, I, I, I should have stopped by. I should have lived closer. You know, all this stuff does play into it, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody has their expiration date. They got their punch out. You know. And no matter what we do here on Earth, or not, their day is still going to come. And as hard as that is, it's easy to say it, but it's very hard to deal with it. Because sometimes you have all these unanswered questions, you know. Um, a major thing for me for death is, in life... We should make sure that we're being honest, consistent, and open, and really as transparent as we can with our loved ones. Because once you're gone from here, to know if you love me, or to know if you care, or to know why you live the life the way you live, those questions can never be answered. And I think it's very important with your kids, even with your parents, just because your parents are older and you're young doesn't mean that you don't need to express what you feel about them why they're here i agree um the, the, and vice versa of course the other uh step is depression it talks about two types of depression on the same website the first one is a reaction to practical implications relating to the loss you know example sadness and regret um we worry about the cost of the burial we worry in our grief uh about the time that we had spent 
Um, but they said this phase may be eased by simple clarification and reassurance. Now, um, let me just go move forward so that I don't get stuck here. The second type of depression that is usually uh, experienced, it's more subtle. Um, it is our quiet preparation to separate and to bid our loved one farewell. Sometimes all we really need is a hug at that, at that point. So, um, I have experienced that too. I'm very transparent about my feelings. I really don't care what people think about me in, in, that, in, in, in that aspect. Um, you need to be clear where you are, where you are in your spiritual walk. And I'm not talking about religion at this point. I'm talking about your spirit. You need to be very clear. Oh, I am hurt because of this. I am sad because of this. I am angry because of this. I was just speaking to some young men the other day and I was saying the the difference between me younger and the difference between me and older is when I was younger, anger was put on everything. You can move with anger. Let's, let's just be honest. When you're angry, I'll speak for myself. When I was angry throughout life for things, people- Somebody, that's, that's one of some of your best tools for motivation. Although it's not always good and it's not healthy to have um, anger as a motivational tool, but it definitely, will forge you ahead at least from our our experience well that's because our experience it did because generally when you are a decent person and you're angry you're not looking to destroy anybody or or destroy property or rob or kill you are just really anger is really just an emotion and when i realized i was angry i didn't want to spew out on my wife or my kids or anybody that i'm around so close proximity to me so what i would do is i would turn it into something better I would make sure I worked out, work more out, you know, work, work out more, or I would take more walks, or, you know, if you're creative, you create more content, whether it's videos, whether it's uh, art of any type, whether it's music, whether it's painting, culinary arts, you know, you might cook way more and you're just giving food away because you cooked all of it and you're angry, but you're utilizing it in, in, a, positive in a positive way. way. And that's what I've done most of my life, but the problem is, the people on the outside are benefiting from your anger. If it's cooking meals, that means your entire family will be eating for months in advance because you've had prepared meals. But what happens on the inside when you're negating that? Um, it's it, it, it's chewing it's, you up. It's, it's chewing you up, and it catches up to you. It's almost like a like a bank. It stores up over time, and and one day, you know, that's why you have these strange outbursts, and and we look at it as, oh, this person is crazy, you know, saying stuff like that. You know, with lack of understanding, and when really you don't know what it really is, it, it it's not always mental health, but it is mental health in a way of not that I have a disorder or something like that, but that my mental health is not stable and it's not addressed. good. So then I have an outburst, an explosion, a, a, a breakdown, you know, and, I and everybody don't care about what's happening in your world. So it's proceeding in a bad way, and you may find a postal person that goes postal and all that, not given any excuse for that because you know a heinous crime is a heinous crime or, or to hurt someone is just beyond there's that. usually but, a reason why people just don't wake up and go postal like but you have to be honest with yourself and say you know what i am depressed i am sad i am angry i am um hurt i do feel guilt i feel so guilty that you know some people get suffocated by guilt to the point where you start doing something that doesn't even make sense because you're so guilty of someone's death until you overdo it with the people who are alive 
and so you just feel like you have to do way more than you should and and that can be that can turn out not so good overtaxing yes you're overtaxing um yourself you're probably overtaxing the people because let's just say you do feel guilty and you go over my house every day for 30 days straight because you feel guilty well, and you're so terrified or you do make yourself give yourself a paranoia of i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna never let a person pass away and i don't know or i'm gonna stay up on this person you almost smother the person you smother your kids you're taking everybody to the doctor we do get that paranoia in our in, in our head and in our minds like let me just make sure everything is good and i'm gonna um do these crazy surgeries um elective surgeries to take things away because i don't want to make sure that, that it doesn't happen to me and you know, it, it can be an obsession and that can also turn into an issue. And again, these things can all come out of uh, someone close to you passing away and not understanding um, where to go to seek for help. Um, a lot of times in many different cultures and many different races, um, going to a psychologist is not, doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes you do need more than just going to your local pastor or your family member who's a um, matriarch of the family. Maybe you need an outside source. Everybody is different. And sometimes you need a person who doesn't know you to talk to a counselor, not always a psychiatrist. You know, maybe a psychologist, you don't know. You, you may just need someone to speak to you and just hear what you're saying because sometimes it's not always about someone giving you an answer. Sometimes it's about somebody just hearing what you feel and hearing your pain. I was reviewing my notes while she was talking at the end, and the final stage was acceptance. And that's usually the stage I just try to rush to, but you can't rush to these steps. They actually mm -hmm. happen according to your character traits and I believe your abilities over time. Um, but I, I consistently work on acceptance of things, period, throughout the course of, the, of my lifespan. Most recently, we've gone to more electronics at the job. And that was a it was a job that was built on paper and pen and, and typewriters for the longest and, and computer and data entry. And now the, the, the job is really being taken over more and more by computers and decision making that actually the whole world. I mean everything. You can't even go to the local corner uh, uh market and get an application. You have to go online. Right. But the thing that was bothering me was not necessarily and you're absolutely correct, but that's probably part of where my problem was. It, it, it wasn't just specific to my job, but I'm kind of a person that is task specific. So I'm not looking at everybody else and what everybody else has going on. That's probably one of my better abilities to reduce stress. But perhaps if I looked at it globally, maybe I would have not been as aggravated, but it still wouldn't have mattered because it was personal to me. I'm going to this job and I'm doing it. We're doing it the old school way for the longest and all of a sudden, boom, you know, and, and that was the problem. I wasn't accepting all along, much like we can do with death, that um, we're moving to a different space. We're getting older, like I look in the mirror and I look at pictures, and you can even see the pictures that come on in this, on this show. Um, those are early pictures when we first got married, we looked like kids. We weren't kids, we were, I was 26 um, when we got married. Was it 26? Um, I'm not sure, 20 something. <laughs> I'm not sure, I always say 23, but you I like I was that. 24 when I got married. And then um, 24 and 26 don't look much difference. But in those earlier pictures, you can see we're all dying. We're just dying daily. 
you know, it's like a clock. You, you were born to die, essentially. You come here and your clock starts when you, when you hear that first baby cry. It sounds sad, but it's not really sad. It's just a part of life. You just got to suck it up. You know, nobody likes to hear that, but that's what acceptance is. No, but see, so a part of that is, is oh, go ahead. acceptance by definition. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't reach acceptance. For me, I talk tough to myself, like, you know, me, suck it up. This is what, what we have. You can't change it no matter what you do, no matter what you, no matter what you do to a person that is out of here, you can't bring them back. You know, um, no matter what you do before, you can't stop them from, you can make them comfortable. You can make it, make them know that you love them more, but. And you can find peace with it because um, that's something that we see, you know, movies sometime. I can't remember what this movie was years ago. I probably shouldn't have it because I can't even remember the name of the movie. Um, that I'm speaking of, but this lady like prepare her family. She did videos and she talked to her kids and she like made peace with people. You know, all of us don't get that opportunity to know that death is coming, you know, but if you had that opportunity, that is your time. Like if a person is calling for you to speak to you, a lot of times it happened literally on people's deathbed. They want to say their final words to people, you know, but if you know that you're, you know, you have an illness or a sickness and you know that it's happening, you know, that might be a a good time to try your best. For me, I would try my hardest prepare for my family for me not being here. I mean, even down to the smallest things of taking and leaving recipes and, and stuff like that. But I always Because those are the things that that people look back to and, and... Well, I'm glad you said that. I've been beating her up about writing recipes down because guess what, you can find out tomorrow that you got some meals. Now you got to go back. I believe in preparation. Blah, blah, blah. I believe in preparation or preparing without even having the knowledge base. And when I talk to my kids on a regular basis, I tell them, daddy's not going to always be here. So let's go ahead and enjoy this time. And then they get this little watery eye looking like, listen, I didn't say I was dying tomorrow. But in reality, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't. And, and it is something that he does a lot. I tell him, like, guys, I gotta, you guys got to learn this stuff, you know? Not that I'm trying to rush you, but focus sometime and listen to what I'm saying. Because one day, all you're going to have of your loved one is something they may have told you. And sometimes that stuff is the major things that make help you make it through days, you know? I tell people all the time, my, my biggest thing that I say is wrong with, is with humans is the two problems that the pots fall into is either acceptance or understanding now we understand death is imminent it's definitely it's it that's that's pretty much it but what we don't do is accept it most of the time mm -hmm. I shouldn't be messing with my hair sorry <laughs> I hate when I have my hair down at this it feels like it's bugs or something I mean I know I'll be interrupted in the, in the middle of the video but you know I, my hair was bothering me. It's itching, so I'll keep touching it. Sorry about that. I was done by section. I wasn't even going to say anything about her hair. Well, I, I could see him, like, watching me, so I don't know. Maybe he wasn't, but he always saying, leave your hair alone. But it, when it's down, it just, I don't know. It just, see, I don't understand that, but I'm accepting that she's going to she's gonna do that. <laughs> and we're not editing this out because we want you to know how Queen and Lee operate on a daily this, basis. This is how we are. This is how we are. You know, guys, we working to make this thing more relaxing. It's more. Yeah, that's the more that's videos what we'll do. We'll get more relaxed, and we just feel comfortable. And I'm already relaxed. We don't want to make it stuffy like a regular talk show. We want to just make it 
a nice, cool, relaxing conversation, you know. Right. Well, you Bonfire can... talking, that kind of stuff. That sounded weird the way I That's said cool. that. No, I Bonfire. Get... Bonfire. No. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Like... <laughs> just, just crazy people. That's what it is. Bonfire. So when you go to work today and your boss get on your nerves, just say, Bonfire. <laughs> no, don't say that. Well, and that bonfire can be taken to somebody no, say bonfire next to no, you. No, say bomb, bana. Right, but say something like that and try to explain it to somebody like tell the cops. I, I didn't mean to say bomb. Well, hopefully your I said bomb. Hopefully your boss knows that you don't really mean. Anywho, yeah, that goes into yeah, understanding. We get all the way. We get all that the goes into understanding. A, a person if i yes. say bonfire they would laugh at me because they already think i'm crazy and i just like to have fun anyway but um if i said coming. bonfire nobody would hear me because there's nobody at my work but me <laughs> all right note, guys, you can see i'm joking today but on that note you have to be joking because this is a very very serious conversation guys it's just something that really to think about and changing the subject just a tad but still dealing with death guys you know a lot of times we aren't prepared in a way of what happens if i get in a tragic car accident and i'm on a respirator i can't breathe on my own and they're saying there's nothing else you can do who's going to make that decision for me am i going to leave that to my children who could be very young to make the decision Am I going to leave it to the doctors because I don't have nobody around? Am I going to leave that on my spouse? For my spouse to say, without no medical education in that way, to say, is this a good idea or not? You know, doctors, you got minutes or days maybe to even make a decision like that. Or should I take somebody off a respirator? You don't know. You don't have time to research and all that and, and, and process it in a... Uh, Systematic right or even in a logical way to say let me do my research and let me ask other doctors you don't have time for that so that, that's that is a question that's just something to really think of who are you going to leave responsible to make the decision if it, if it was to ever happen or is it something that you you should make sure that you leave something in writing and says what happens you know how do you how do you want your your final your 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 funeral to be do you want doves and do you want marching bands yeah i would um do you want uh do you want to be cremated and not have anything at all and have somebody quietly spread your ashes in the ocean that you love so much although we know that's not legal in new jersey but hey we're not telling people to do nothing illegal well i'm just saying there is somebody somewhere who requested something specific it didn't have to be yes, that i just yes. I mean, I that, just that just was an example. No, I just was making a note, letting people know that that is illegal to spread ashes around. Although we see it in movies and stuff oftentimes. You're not really supposed to do that. You're right. Now we go to an awkward silence. I don't know. No, I was just, I was, the thought that I was completing was whatever is specific that you wanted, that you want done. I was complimenting her saying, Make sure you write it down. That was really it. I was really done. But she jumped in and tell you about the legality issues of spreading ashes. But I wasn't necessarily saying do or not do something illegal or illegal. I'm just saying whatever you have, make sure you write it down and people know what's going on. Because that, that little bit of TV that you had, that was an antique. People will be fighting over it because people are unique in that way. Um, Mom would have wanted me to have it. Dad would have wanted me to have it. Sister would have wanted me to have it. Well, none of these people... 
wrote down who should have what. So now it's left to, I'm the kind of person where if it's gonna be anger, strife, and attitude, you can have it all. You can't take away my memories of that person. And um, I'm good. Like I'm the guy who doesn't want anything from anybody that they pass away. Cause I'm already probably angry that you're gone. And, but that's not really the case. Sometimes there is estates and money of large amounts left and that could be life-changing for somebody and somebody come in and say i'm taking it well wait a minute we both were siblings or we both were caretakers or we both were so um to sum it up in summation just do like the queen said go ahead and try to think about these things in advance and try to get them documented even if you document it you could document it on a napkin and have somebody notarize it get a notary to do it that's considered a, a that's something a document you know it's better it's better to have something than to have nothing at all i mean i i'm i'm i've been talking about even just making a microsoft doc and signing it and putting it in my house so i can get i have a lawyer friend that keeps telling me when are you going to come down it's just a little bit morbid and final to me to go ahead and, and do that but that's something I, I i need to do but i have only two sons and i have my wife so whatever queen says that's how it goes down anyway so <laughs> So with that being said, you have anything else final? No final words. But guys, you know, after this, we're going to have a short little music by Lee, as we always do. Don't forget to go and watch the rest of our episodes. If you don't see it on a channel 115 in the Long Island, New York area, you can go to Queen of Trades 1234 on YouTube and see them all in a row all right y'all have a good day bye death has no power just remember that Death, you have no power. You ain't the boss. You arrive when time tells you to. You too shall disappear. Even you have fear. You've taken friends, you've taken kids, you've taken parents. Even you move on time. Like a parrot, you repeat and do what another tells you. Even you will be carried by a chariot. Your time is winding down. I've watched smiles become frowns, and I've witnessed you take the strong to the ground. But it's not over. For just a moment, we've all felt weak. We shall see our loved ones, and it won't be while we sleep. Death, your time is growing nigh. And to our loved ones, there'll be no more goodbyes. Let's go one more time. Death, you have no power. You ain't the boss. You arrive when time tells you. You too shall disappear. Even you have fear. You've taken friends, kids, and parents. Even you move on time. Like a parrot, you repeat and do what another tells you. Even you will be carried by a chariot. Your time is winding down. I watch smiles become frowns, and I've witnessed you take the strong to the ground, but it's not over. For just a moment, we've all felt weak. 
we shall see our loved ones and it won't be while we sleep. Death, the time is growing nigh and to our loved ones, there'll be no more goodbyes. Death has no power, remember that. <laughs>